0: That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL waves. the Mentor Strength League. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. RFK Refugees joined in. What's going on? Fly with Captain Lucas... Joe Jackson, 11. Uh, What is up, everybody? Amir. Robal joined in. Connor. Johnson. Um, Fly with Captains. Luca. Say what's up, Quincy. What's going on? Um, Anis joined in. Hunter joined in. Yo. Yeah, apologies for the late start. Paul, PG Sports, dropped in. What's up? The one known as Anthony. What's in the background? Ooh, that's a good question. That's Quincy's Rare rareable uh account. You guys have been following you know ooh, I don't know, we'll get into that today, right? So that's my rareable collection and uh my first collector's item drop, just silently dropped my NFT uh my NFT uh collection here um and i'm sure we'll get into that which i'm excited about uh and just kind of get a check-in see how everybody's doing in the msl community perfect soccer community um and yeah get into it so you guys know what it is we got the intro now updated and ready to go and I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show, episode 107, I believe it is. I'm your host, 12-year pro, MLS Cup champion, MLS Comeback Player of the Year, UC Davis Hall of Fame member, Black Players for Change founder, MSL coach, Quincy Marquois. Uh What is the MSL? You guys might be asking yourself. As all people who are dropping in for the first time, well, it is what we're here to talk about every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST live here on the Instagram account, Perfect soccer Instagram account. Um, it's the Mental Strength League. You know what it is, a.k.a. I'm in your head. Drop those I'm in your head emojis if you are down in the MSL and you know what it is. Ngozi joined in. What's going on? Um, for those of you who are just tuning into the hashtag Frequency, it's a game of 4D Mental Chess. One where you are either aware and an active participant or you are in the game. Steady getting played. What is the MSL? It's the mindset you need to accomplish your goals. Why do you need that mindset so you can learn how to learn? Why learn how to learn? So you can know how and when you are stopping yourself from achieving your goals and what to do about it. And when does that mindset start? The moment you take responsibility for where you are, even if where you are isn't your fault, and put forth a plan to learn what you need to to continue forward. So if you're ready for today's episode, I'm going to need you guys to spam that heart button. As I see everybody spamming that heart button. And welcoming our guest here, Paul, a uh, 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 perfect soccer audio engineer, been with us for time okay. now I'm excited to uh, talk with him a little bit here. And uh, while you guys spam that hard button, and let us know what it is. We're going to get into today's episode, get a bit of a background here from uh, Paul and see where the conversation see where the conversation leads us. What up, Paul?
1: Roles roles are reversed
0: now. <laughs> the, the roles are reversed. How, how, how do you? How would you like to, uh, best introduce yourself to reintroduce yourself to the audience? Um, let them get a little bit of a background as to who you are, what you do, and um, and what we're what we'll talk about today.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I'm Paul Garino. I'm from Connecticut. Uh, I have my own company as well, PG Sports, and I do sports marketing for athletes. Uh, I also have apparel, too. Um, started working with Quincy in 2019, I believe now, so it's been like two years. And um, the backstory is I had you on my podcast, and that's how we got all started. We had a 45-minute podcast, and then we talked for 45 minutes after. And <laughs> if you guys know Quincy, you know how much you could talk. So, we had a great discussion, and then I think a couple months uh, later, uh, you brought me on to host another uh, podcast to just grow uh, Perfect Soccer, and uh, we're 45 episodes deep now, and uh, we had a lot of good guests, and uh, it's coming out every Monday.
0: Love that. (laughs) And for those who don't know, Paul is talking about the Perfect Soccer podcast, where he goes. Deep with uh, pro players breaking down their stories and understanding how they got to the professional level, and um, and uh, then likes to take them through the infamous Quincy Five uh, questions. Uh, Paul, so so far of the forty-five episodes um, that you've you've done interviews for, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which one has been the most uh, entertaining for you?
1: Come on, can't do that. <laughs> uh, I, I mean. Uh, I don't want to sound cliche, but most of them I have enjoyed. And, I, I mean, every Monday, you know, on a meeting, I kind of go back to you and say, like, oh, this person was dope and things like that. So, um, but, I mean, just, like, even just, like, um, like, Griffin was – or, no, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin was interesting because he was, like, still in high school and he was a pro soccer player. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, how do you balance that and tell your friends, like, I'm a pro? But I'm in high school doing algebra one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying
0: to trying to listen to your teacher tell you what to do. Yeah, or, like like I'd be like, "Yo, I'm a pro." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Hey, I I pay union dues. I pay union dues taxes just like you." Like, come on, relax. What are you What are you coming at me for? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's dope, man. Um, Okay, so I won't put you on the hot seat in terms of like who's your favorite guest or what what's been most interesting. But what do what is what's been stuff that you've you've learned or taken away? Like we we have a lot of conversations, um, mm-hmm. obviously offline as well too, um, in our team mm-hmm. meetings. And then you know as we've had conversations over over the years, um, you you represent a lot of uh, WNBA players, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of um, boxers. Um, I believe mm-hmm. you've got, what else you've got now? You, you've got NBA? Hockey. hockey. Yeah. Okay. You said hockey. Uh, I know, you know, you've been introduced kind of to the soccer world through, you know, our, our relationship and time that's gone <laughs> gone on. What what is what have you kind of taken away from the soccer market or what's been unique or interesting to you that you felt has translated well into the other industries that you're in and the mm-hmm. other places that you you represent
1: yeah so actually i gotta shout out a moby because he's the one that originally originally introduced us because i had him on my podcast um i knew i knew him for a while um so yeah i don't know just uh i mean just probably just like because you know soccer is more international obviously so i feel like i feel like a lot of the players like have the chip on their shoulder for like you know, you know like trying to you know prove that mls is elite which it is elite um, so I think a lot of that stuff like that and just, um, just the journeys are obviously, uh, all the same to the, the, the cross, uh, the, like the, the finish line is the same, but like everyone's path has been different, which is everybody in life. But like the soccer is pretty crazy. Cause it's, like, some of them don't go to college and some of them go straight to, um, the USL or that, or the MSL. Uh, so it's always interesting to figure out like, or what's his name? Um, uh, there was one, there's one player, uh, the goal, one of the goalies, uh, I think he's on, uh, I forgot his name. He's Matt on, uh, San Jose right Matt, now, I think. Matt Brasana? Yeah, yeah, So he was like, um, the generation's, uh, Adidas player. but They owned his rights, but he wasn't, but they didn't sign him after the four years, and he went to a grad year. He wasn't able to get drafted, so, um... So then uh, another team might like, got to buy his rights, but it was like weird because like he was obviously good enough to get drafted, but he, he wasn't eligible.
0: He was eligible. Uh okay. It, it, what was interesting what you had what you'd mentioned was like it, what it made me realize was like the soccer market's been built like I guess it's it's much less established than the NBA, WNBA, MLB, NHL, <laughs> right? And, yeah. like, rules are in place that, like, for instance, at the NBA level, like, they just recently changed the rule where you don't have to go to college before you can enter the draft, right? But you're just yeah, talking – Yeah,
1: like you have to be, like, one year out.
0: out. Yeah, you have to be one year out, whereas, like, you can sign at, like, 14 years old for soccer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Right? Like, like, that's just normal to yeah. to us in our world, right? And you have to figure out, and we talk a lot about it here, and you had mentioned, you said, uh, they entered the MSL, and you are correct, bro. They did enter the MSL. And uh, mm-hmm. having to figure figure out how it all comes together and how to navigate it when you're 14 or 15 and you maybe you, you've got to play a, a 35-year-old uh, guy with a kid maybe half your age or maybe just like two years younger than you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, uh, It's a whole different animal, and... I think what's been most interesting about the time we've worked together, as well as during the time that we worked together, the pandemic happening, all of the leagues kind of unifying and coming together around amplifying and elevating each other across across industries. Right. So I just I noticed I just saw uh, Renee had joined in on the live and said what up to you, what up VP? This uh, guy.
1: This guy just said, "Man's using his neighbor's Wi-Fi." <laughs>
0: Yeah, bro. You, you. How'd you log in, bro? What are you on right now?
1: I'm just on LTE. So I'm actually in another. I'm in my apartment complex, but I'm in another uh, vacant built uh, apartment. Oh,
0: bro! The community's <laughs> community's clapping back at you, heavy, bro. <laughs> Gunning, yo. Uh,
1: I got, I got three bars. Got three
0: bars. <laughs> bro, your video's coming through like you got half of one, bro.
1: Mine looks clear. Hold on, let me, let me try this.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, but while you, yeah, while you find better. What about now? I think. Uh, what about now? But yeah, mm-hmm. the sounds, sound yeah. No, the sounds a little bit better. The I think the video is a little bit wonky, but um, oh uh, yeah, like I was saying, like with with us working together, and then like the pandemic, and then seeing like all the. Sports kind of band together in terms of amplifying and, and and elevating each other. Like, what's that? What's that process been like for you? Right. Mm-hmm. What, um, what, what's that process been like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just um, obviously athlete activism and empowerment uh, things like that. Just uh, you know, uh, just like. LeBron just said, uh, "You know, just uh, quoted the people. You know, stick to sports, but he's not. He wasn't like he was uh, trolling them, basically. Um, so yeah, it's uh, dope to see."
0: No, that's uh, that's dope. Uh, Renee had said, "Hat is tough." Uh, she's so. What's what's uh, what's what's up with the hat? I see the the PG logo, but the the what is that? Mm-hmm. Championship. Championship. Okay. What's What's uh, that one?
1: It's like eyes on the prize.
0: Okay, I like that. You Did you design that? How did that come about?
1: Uh, now, one of my friends actually made it um, a while ago, actually for a different brand that I was doing stuff for, and then I just took the design because we weren't doing it anymore.
0: Ah, I got you. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I like, I like that. Let's go down. Am I still blurry? Yeah, bro.
1: This is crazy because it's clear on my end.
0: Okay, there you go. Let, okay, so th- I like what you brought up here. So you opened up a can of worms. Let's dive into it. Um, the real Eldin said, I lost my respect for LeBron after what he said to Ibra. So what, okay, what, what made you lose your respect for LeBron? That would be interesting. And then Pogba, Pogba Jr. said, what happened exactly? Pogba, with, with relation to what specifically? Okay, so then the real Eldin said, Ibra was telling LeBron to stay out of politics and LeBron brought up some conflict Zlatan had in his youth years. Basically, Ibra was saying since he was a refugee, he was treated differently and LeBron wasn't buying it. Uh, okay, I think I think uh, as I understand it, it's more so when as I understand it, it's when Ibra tells LeBron to stay out of politics, he's making a political statement. So I think there's a bit of irony in him saying that uh, first and foremost. And then from my understanding of LeBron's response, it's uh, I think he was highlighting the fact that Ibra was talking about injustice that he faced in his life, which is also a political statement. So I think there's just a bunch of irony and hypocrisy in, in the idea of telling players to not make political statements or to stay out of politics when, Sports is literally political and has been, uh, has always been. Because you think about the institutions that own sports franchises tend to have a lot of institutions and individuals who own sports franchises happen to have a lot of uh, money and influence. And that translates into, um, you know, politics, politicians, uh, and... Okay, Paul, you back, bro? Yeah,
1: we're just rolling with the blurry. If you hear me, that's
0: good, I guess. <laughs> got the audio. That's all we need, right? Yeah. We're running our podcast division. So audio is all we need. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see what we got here. So, yeah, you maybe if you had heard some of the feedback from the audience in terms of LeBron versus Latan, uh, oh, Real Eldon said LeBron is almost a walking contradiction as well. Uh, I, I agree that we are all walking contradictions. We all make mistakes all the time. It takes time to learn, and we 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 don't know everything. And many of us have different experiences from each other. So I agree with us all being walking contradictions. So Paul, you said you said uh, roles are reversed here. So let's <laughs> reverse the roles. What do you got for me, bro?
1: What do I got for you?
0: Yeah, what do you got for me?
1: What <laughs> <laughs> you want a question?
0: I don't know. Like, what do you got? Like, what's what's going on? Like, um, what's new? Have oh, have you? Uh, I oh, I did a little bit in there. I I made my um my rare account and building out my first NFT collectible drop.
1: Oh, right, so uh, what, are you, what are you about to make?
0: So I already made. Uh, so when we're doing on the when we're on the um. The call i can't pull up the screen stuff but yes. you know the so we just dropped the the blackout collection yep. in, the participation trophy so for those who aren't aware uh bpc dropped the first uh, limited edition bpc one uh the blackout collection and each uh, so there's eight jerseys in total um, seven of which are mls one of which is usl the usl one is is uh is mine and each of the eight jerseys all have a story that accompanies the jersey so it's what 2020 meant to you and i created my first it created and put for auction and sell my first nft which is a an exclusive drop of 25 um, nfts which is 125th um, fractional ownership of the 2020 blackout story for me and um Oh, each, each one will come with its own um, image. So there'll only be 25 ever total minted. And then it also comes with uh, unlockable, unlockable content, which is randomized. And, uh, and uh, you, you'll you find out what you, what you get once you, if you get it. So that's that's what I just made. I've been going super deep on, on that because you know I've been in that crypto space for several years now. I finally yeah. got to get more into the DeFi space
1: I just saw um a rapper came out with the ba- uh NFT basketball and sold it for six <laughs> thousand dollars.
0: So what came with it?
1: I have no idea I have no idea. It was I just saw it on Twitter real fast.
0: Ah. Uh have you gone have you gotten into the the DeFi space at all or NFTs and stuff or? Uh
1: just with the NBA top shot, uh like the digital moments.
0: Did you did you create an account or you just you just looked at you just know about no, it.
1: I got some packs so they're like you got to go on you got to get in line, virtual line and uh wait your turn to buy them so I got a couple <laughs> <laughs> This uh, sounds so weird to say
0: isn't it right like adding a standard virtual virtual line yeah 2020 twenty one stuff yeah <laughs> that's that 2021 uh 2021 uh frequency I like that, man. Oh man, how is my Wi-Fi bad, and
1: you're in the middle of nowhere?
0: <laughs> Come on, because I'm too to the frequency, bro. What are you? What are you gonna tap in? Come on, man.
1: <laughs> I can't even see the comments anymore either. No, not popping up on my screen.
0: Oh, let's see. Oh uh, true- yeah, you know you could go uh, live with four people now. Uh, When I logged on, it just said three. So what? Since then, it's four now, or what? Well, well, yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I guess it's three plus you. Oh, three total. No, no, four total. Three plus you. Ah, really? Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) let's. Okay. Well, you said you weren't seeing the stuff that came through. Well, we want to bring another person on. Have the first three. Individual conversation on the soccer pro show. Uh, triple up, IG uh, uh, JB. had said Yo Yo PG. So I'm, I'm assuming that's one of your one of your followers joining in, saying what up. I, don't know, I think someone actually. Yeah, you, I learned PG. something
1: about you this week, this past week. Okay, because,
0: well, what uh, was that?
1: I think uh, you said your your mom was from Montana.
0: Oh yeah, Superior, Montana. So
1: I thought that was pretty random.
0: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> yeah population uh 1500 yeah yeah we'd we'd go visit like every other summer or like every three summers when i was growing up and i always loved it, it. Is, is that why you
1: started, started the farm
0: uh, i'm sure that had like an influence on it yeah. like visiting there growing up, but then also visiting back home in Nigeria. Like my dad's from a Nigeria, you know, as well yeah. as you. So like, like I'm from both sides on, of the family. And then just work. I, when I think about for as long as I've played soccer for a uh, majority of the, the work that I do is physical, right? Like using your body, running, staying mm-hmm. in and stuff. So like, I think a lot of the rewards you get from doing stuff is as a result of like working with your hands using your body and kind of farming just kind of falls into that as well to you like we we spend a lot of time on these digital platforms and having these conversations and stuff but i I like the the I like the way you feel once you accomplish something with your hands you know like working I gotcha. I, said. I forget. I was trying to see who it. Was. I think the real Eldon said, yo, Paul, uh, PG Sports, why you block me? Cry face. <laughs> Cry face. <laughs> y'all, here, uh, y'all here dropping the band hammer on people? What's going on, bro?
1: Nate, how would they be I in here if they dropped if I banned them?
0: I don't know. That's what I was asking. Uh, I don't
1: know. Who was the name? Uh,
0: the real Elden. If, if Okay, that's a question. If If you're blocked on one account, but you but you're not blocked in another and then they go live is that is that the way that you get in
1: <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> I, re- I rarely block people unless they're a fake account
0: got it so you know, real Elden still can't believe i got blocked by pg so then what you what what happened brother
1: yeah i'm gonna have to rejoin just to see these comments you know
0: <laughs> uh Okay, Benjamin had said, he said his definition of success was having memories and experiences that were worthwhile and criticized coaches who pushed the players too far, trying to turn out wins. What do you think about this? Um, I'm assuming there's another part of that. Okay, yeah. Um, As making the best experience of everyone on the team, it might be because he's cross-country track coach, but he also kind of criticized another coach of mine who is focused on winning. Okay, so that's the old. Okay, so this is good. So Paul, let's let, get your take on this as well. To you, so development, which is, if you have to choose between one or the other, are you focused on wins or are you focusing on developing the player?
1: If <laughs> I'm a GM of a team,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I love how you. Okay, I love how you preface that, right? And that I think that's kind of the the point to take away from it it says what's the level you're talking about here if you're, if you're talking about the professional level hey wins wins are more important than development te- uh development of players that's just that's just what it is at the pro level but at the youth level sometimes that's the case but it definitely should be focused on development of players
1: um paul if you're it probably depends on what kind of team you're on like if you're on a local like a just like the regular i don't even know what you call them like a little league team, then then it's just like supposed to be for fun.
0: Yes, and and that's where and then Ben to that point, if the team is there for for fun and like enjoyment and just kind of learning, then then focusing on the experiences and the memories um, should be kind of I align with that being the focal point. But at the professional level, I understand coaches who coaches general managers and organizations who don't who don't focus on that like they want to have the experience of winning and um there's pros and cons to that, but yeah, yeah,
1: I think another interesting thing when interviewing all the pros is like uh did they play high school or did they play uh club only or both
0: okay and what 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 stands out to you most with the answers you when 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 they answer those questions? Um, well, it's always interesting
1: because uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like the older guys are like, oh, yeah, like, it's not – you can't play both anymore, but I was able to play both. And then some of the younger guys are like, oh, I was just at the cutoff, and I couldn't do that. It, uh, and then they act like they're older. And I'm like, no, nah, you're, like, really young. <laughs> so so it's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think most of the time they don't really care about playing high school because they know they're, like, way better than that. Or, or they like playing it because of the com- camaraderie, like building you know, just regular friendships in, in high school and just being uh, like, quote unquote, fitting
0: in. Yeah, I think what's, what's bittersweet about what I'm seeing happen in the soccer market, as more money and attention comes in, there's going to be less and less of those experiences and those memories that those kids coming up through the system will have access to because they'll be trying to identify talent and skill at such a young age. Like you said, like 14, you know, yeah. you might be an exceptional talent at 14 or 13 years old uh, for the sport that you play, but you still aren't, you, you don't know who you are yet. You haven't g- gained any yeah. life experiences. And that's where I'm not a huge fan of.
1: Yeah. Like of taking away childhood.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's like, for what? For what? Yeah. At, so like you can entertain people. Yeah. yeah. I, I I understand that but like you can inter- you can entertain them. You can still find you can still be entertained, you know? Uh but creating paths so that these individuals develop into good human beings and have life skills for when their sport eventually ends, you know? Like even if you're yeah. phenomenal and you're picked up at 14 years old and you go on to have a, you know, 20-year career, you're still 34 when you're done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Two interesting things was – I forgot who it was, but they were talking about um, the MLS has some program that uh, helps them, like, go back to college or, like, get online classes, like, during – like, while they're playing. Mm -hmm. And then um, another goalie, it didn't get released yet, uh, Chris. uh, He's on D.C. United, I think, D.C. The goalie, Chris. Yeah, he was talking about – like, he was trying to – he was, like, yeah, like, I'm trying to figure out what type of, like, job I'm getting after soccer which I thought that was like crazy to think like, a, like he was talking about like a nine to five. Oh, yeah. Like, so that was like crazy to me. Cause I'm like, I I feel like usually they try to venture into like being a, like entrepreneur or like going into coaching or something like that.
0: Well, it's, it's tough. Cause, because over the course of your career, you're told by most all the people outside saying you need to focus on the, on the sport and what's in front of you <laughs> and your coach and yeah. you don't, do much, don't do all this it's not like they're also building like a platform or an ability or the nor is it their responsibility, right. To set you up for life after soccer. That's your responsibility. Yeah. That's why we talk about the three S's of self-awareness a lot here, right? Like at the end of the day, like understand that it's a business and they're in the business of getting the most out of you and investing as little as possible. So the time that you have off the, off the field, you need to be spending like setting yourself up for post career. Cause you're going to have a post career no matter what. And to your yeah. point, with sites um that was my roomie on the on road trips while i was in dc and um i think he was taking his was he taking his mba, MBA? Yeah, yeah i think yeah i think he is okay and uh that was a fun experience because you know we'd be in the room together and he'd be taking his mba and would be asking me questions and then and that's where i became aware of like like what do they teach you in these programs <laughs> like what like that's when i became aware well, you know what I mean? That's a whole another. That could be a whole nother episode. 100 <laughs> percent. But but I
1: mean uh, to to like that's why I don't. That's why I think professors should have more um, credentials and real world experience versus just education. Because it's like I think we talked about it offline before when it was just like a sports uh, marketing professor and they never worked in sports and they just been in the education system all done so what how do you how can you teach somebody something that you technically haven't done
0: yeah well and because there's different there's different theories and practice right so like there's theory and then there's practice and putting something into practice and uh i think that's what this is where i'll gas our platform and our show up a lot i think we're i think that's what we do well here we 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 talk about theory we talk about you know, psychology, we talk about philosophy, but we also talk about how you can apply it to your everyday life and get real world experience to decide for yourself if it works or how to make adjustments or how to improve or or what to throw in the trash. Because not everything that you mm-hmm. learn will help you and not everything you someone's teaching you is relevant for the time that you grow up in or, or live in, you know? <laughs> I think that's something that a lot of uh, educators and professors in the system I think they're aware of it and they know it, but to acknowledge it yeah. and say it's as influential or as important as it is means they're kind of talking themselves out of a job. But
1: yeah, and uh, I mean, a perfect example is like Connor. Uh, I, th- I don't, I don't even know what his title is, but I know he got promoted. He's not an intern anymore. But uh, I think that he's a perfect example because, like, uh, if I was still in high school, like he's gonna, he's gonna think differently now because he already had like a real world experience that not a lot of college kids probably have going into college.
0: 100% and when I think about like when I think about that on a large scale that's where that's where I go wow you know like
1: like Connor probably doesn't need to go to college he's probably get a job now
0: t- yeah he can't <laughs> well <laughs> okay t- okay it, yes, yes. <laughs> like yeah
1: hopefully it, Connor's parents aren't listening
0: Oh, but no, but I, uh, but I hope Connor's parents are listening. Cause my, my point is, and all parents are listening ju- and I tell every single kid the same thing. Yes. Just, just because that's true, doesn't mean you shouldn't go or going won't be a value to you. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had a 12 plus year professional soccer career and knowing what I know now and seeing the position that I'm in right now, if you're saying, Hey, you, you have to choose between having the profession, uh, the professional experience or having the college experience. I choose the college experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so, so, and this is coming from someone who in school didn't see why I needed school all along the way, but at least trusted that my parents knew what they were talking about enough to do it. So that's even me saying like, yeah, you know, if it's, if it's easy or you don't like it or you don't need it, well then finish it and then go do something else. And that way if you finish it and you realize you need it or it's it's valuable to you, you don't want to be sitting here wishing you paid attention in school more. You don't want to wish that you had gotten the education and not have it. So um, I put that caveat in there because yeah, you might not need it, but you might not need it right now, but later in life, those experiences, those networks, those connections, you know, yeah, Those I think college the- is more
1: about yeah, the network instead just because, like, I mean, I, like, for, I would say probably like 80% of my network is from uh, college.
0: There you go. Hmm. There you go. Um, so, oh, oh, I wanted to get to this question because uh, speaking of soccer parents, right, uh, soccer mom, M-I-R-I-A-N-3679 said soccer mom of 12-year-old. He has great technical skill, great mentality of the game, needs more speed. Any ideas uh, on what works best for conditioning and speed? Uh, Ross did a lot of uh, videos back in the day on One Skill, One Drill and Fitness Friday going through the agility ladder. So, um, yeah. Uh, that would be a great place to start if you're wanting to increase increase speed and quickness. And then read the Perfect Soccer Player Blueprint because we break down... Um, the nine keys to soccer success and, and one of those is, um, is, um, is speed, right? Like, like in breaking down what speed means in terms of the context of like, uh, quickness versus, um, endurance versus, you know, uh, your versus your approach to the game. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, let's see. Uh, Sage of DVZ said he was just if he was just being polite when I email him about if I should come again he can either say yes in response or no in response or just say no exactly and as you guys understand like you're going to get for every like yes you get on this journey you're going to get like what do you think Paul like 99 no's yeah a lot lot of no's (laughs) most of your job (laughs) is dealing with people telling you no and you suck and you're no good to your face. And then you just got to go perfect. Okay. Thank you for that feedback and that, that criticism. I'm going to try to take something constructive from it. Yeah. Adjust my pitch and try again, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I compare it to is like job interviews and, um, but the work, like worse than getting a no is no response. Cause then you're just like, what? Like just give me a like a no is way better than a no response. <laughs> Like, I need an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Let's see. Like, okay, if you tried out for a soccer team, would you rather know, like, they just ghosted you or, like, they said, no, Quincy, you didn't make the team?
0: Oh, 100% no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think... Oh, (laughs) who was I talking to about this? So, obviously, I I mentor a lot of players and, like... uh, Mm -hmm with a lot of guys over over the years and you know at different times you get uh, an influx of questions and guys reaching out and other times you don't hear from anybody at all right yeah and that's the ebbs and flows of it but the um oh man but what was my my point from it was um just <laughs> just making me self-reflect and really what okay what i was expressing to him is i said okay most players approach the game let's say there's 30 spots on a roster or let's say there's 30 teams that you could sign for, right? Yeah. They're trying to be the player that, like the all-around player and, you know, trying to do everything well so that they can look good and and maybe work for like 27 of the 30 teams, right? And that's an approach that I understand and get. But my thinking and approach is saying, I want to be so drilled in on what it is that I am that 27 teams tell me no the moment they see me because they know they know it's not I'm not for them and the three teams can't function without me. Right? So you've got Mm -hmm. less in the and I understand this where how most people are looking at it. Technically you have less opportunity but you have a greater likelihood of becoming a very integral valuable part of the system uh, going, uh, deep. Now there's risk in that, right? Because if you get super specialized in one particular thing and now nobody needs that specialty anymore, like, uh, you know, all of a sudden, all the world's knowledge is available for free on the internet and you can just learn whatever you want, whether you're at an institution or not. Like that's a disadvantage, but the one advantage that you still have, I'm tying it back to the college, uh, issue is the the ability to to add that name to your resume is extremely valuable and important in, in the world whether you whether you like it or not right so it's like what for for you because Paul in terms of like our relationship over time when I look I see you as more so the the individual who approaches it as like the the three not the 27 right mm-hmm What would you agree with that? And if so, like, what what's been your specialty? What's like been your focus?
1: My bad. Um, My specialty and focus, but I I, I say my specialty is not having a specialty.
0: (laughs) That's a very that's a very unique specialty, bro.
1: Because I do a, a little bit of everything.
0: Okay. And okay, a lot of people have probably heard and and I, I like this because I was having this conversation with another player as well too, in terms of uh uh the saying goes, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, right? Yeah. Um I like to think of it you could be a jack of all trades and master of all tr- and master of all. Mm-hmm. Right? But you have to master the skill set of getting really good at something really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how how do you focus on that? How do you execute on that and get good at that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I've just been kind of like a, a fast learner, especially just like internet and computer, things like that. Uh, just like uh, I didn't know how to use Photoshop like when I first started, and now I know how to use Photoshop. Uh, I still not like a graphic designer, but I could definitely make some dope things. Um, so I think just over time, you know, going on YouTube – university uh, and just learning different things like that uh, pretty much learning on the job. Uh, yeah.
0: And what do you think motivated you to do that? Is, is that, mm-hmm. is that nat- natural? Was, were you born with it? Do you think it's, uh, it's learned?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, just going back to jobs, it's just like if you ever look at a job description now, it's not really one singular thing anymore. It's just like you have to do X, Y, and Z. So uh you have to learn everything anyways. So like let's just say like social media manager, like most of the jobs now want you to know how to video edit, know how to make graphics, know how to post and things like that. So that's three things. That's not one thing. If it was just posting and making the copy, then that's that's what a social media manager is technically, in my opinion, not making the stuff.
0: Okay, I, I, I uh, 100% agree agree and it's also thinking about like taking old world thinking or old world like framework and applying it to a new world where like mm-hmm. there's so many dynamic uh, variables to it. There's so many different hats you have to be able to wear or, or is expected for you to wear. Um, but there's also individuals who might not understand that. So how have you? how have you navigated dealing with individuals who don't understand the the vast skill sets that you have. I don't work with them. (laughs) 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 Okay. No, but that's good. I like that
1: energy. Uh, But uh, I'll give you two real world examples. Like, okay, for example, uh, when I was a social media manager at a small company, And I applied for a job at Subway to just do uh, social media analytics. So my job would have went from managing everything to just doing the analytics on social media and doing reports. So that's like, that was like crazy to me. Like, I was like, okay, like I just have to do reports instead of everything. (laughs) so that was, and then, uh, uh, or just like uh, podcasting. Like I didn't know how to do podcasting and I started it three years ago. And I figured it out from there. Like I took probably like two or three months to just like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it every day, but I'm saying like over the time of two or three months, just figuring out how to do it and listening to other things and looking at other people's things and like that. And then I figured it out.
0: That's, this, is, this is three S's of self-awareness, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the MSL mentality. All right, well, um, we're, we're wrapping up here on the hour. Um, I think final kind of questions for you like what do you resonate with with the MSL mentality like have you do you feel like it's been something that you've taken anything away from um, what do you, you like it you hate it like mm-hmm. what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on the on the MSL and um, and uh, kind of our approach to life business soccer and everything.
1: Yeah, no, nah, uh, I like it, and especially like your quote. And I made a graphic of it of uh, adapt or die because I think that's a like I, I think that's what I've been doing my whole life, but not really kind of noticing it.
0: Okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, just in our like in over the course of our time having conversations in our friendship and relationship, I, I feel like, uh that very much al- aligns and resonates with kind of your approach. Like you're, you're very um, driven and you're going to figure it out, right? It's like yeah. not figuring it out is not an option. And if it just means you have to spend more time to figure it out, then so be it. If you have to, you know, try more times than you thought you needed to, then so be it. But you're either going to, you're going to get there or, or there's no, there, that's, or nothing else. You're going to get there.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is just, like, uh, just working with athletes all the time, like, I don't know how it's happened, but it's just, like, I always find a way that I'm always working with, like, good people, and I feel like I'm always working with, like, underdogs, and I feel like I'm an underdog, too, so I think that's how, like, it just always
0: connects. 100%, bro. The underdogs have been uniting and connecting for time. Is it it the official rise of the underdogs? Pretty much. (laughs) 2021 okay so 2021 predictions like what do you what do you got
1: what do you what do you got oh well i mean it's already been a while with nfts <laughs> so, so who knows next like what are we going to be selling like uh uh which we got like digital houses next what'd you say digital houses
0: okay oh <laughs> you wanna- <laughs> next bro <laughs> you want buy some digital you want to buy some digital land in my digital world and then,
1: um, probably actually I mean I mean that's how kind of like the video games are working you buy
0: uh, virtual currency
1: to get jerseys and things like that
0: yep yep Um, whoo yeah okay thinking about that like the future like what's coming and stuff Um, yeah jumping on the um, jumping on the sandbox buy some, <laughs> buy some digital some digital land next to my digital land, and then yeah. build build build, uh, build some stuff. You know, we've been we've been buying that that mental real estate for some time. Now it's to buy some digital real estate, phys, digital physical real estate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think.
1: Uh, I mean, no, I think that's the dopest thing about 2020. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of bad stuff, but I'm saying like the technology that we had and people weren't using it was do- was dope to see. Nah, that's like, a good like for example. Again, we were we've been using Zoom for like two years, and everybody's didn't know what Zoom was. <laughs>
0: yeah, which but. I think, like, yeah, which I think is a crazy experience because, yeah, I still don't even understand that.
1: Yeah, like, so, like, okay, like for example, like we didn't. Everyone works remote, so we didn't really miss a beat on the you know creating and everything. So like it wasn't abnormal to us.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know why it, uh, no, you know what that's making me think is, um, I was still in the physical world of soccer, right. Yeah. And like, I'm greatly impacted, <clears throat> greatly impacted and affected by the pandemic and just the times as it pertains to the soccer world, you know, cause we're very far behind the other markets, like NFL, NBA, all of that. But because mm-hmm. we're, are behind we're also the first to get back to play because right because of I mean I won't even go down the whole rabbit hole as to why we're back to play but I think that puts soccer in a position in America as first in America in the, in the history of America right and but that also exposes a lot of the issues and problems that have been within it and that roller coaster of like physical just man 2020 was difficult extremely difficult physically like in the physical world but i think on the digital speaking to the digital side what you're talking about like not missing a beat in terms of like real realizing how much learning the market had to do to be able to understand most of the stuff we've been working on and putting into space putting into place right like if you've never used Zoom before and you don't know how to get on a Zoom call, like it doesn't matter if we've been dropping MSL knowledge for years now and tutorials and breakdowns and, and making things that could be applicable in the real world if you if you can't log on your phone or the internet, you know? Yeah. Uh no, that's a great that's a great yeah, point. I
1: think uh I think uh you already been ahead of the curve. on account kind of uh I I think you were the first MOS player with the with the YouTube channel and things like that.
0: Uh, Yeah, that is true. That's true.
1: Yeah, so I think I think MLS probably should have promoted you more. (laughs) 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 And and we can mic drop on that.
0: (laughs) Yo, yo, that's the best joke. That's the best real
1: joke. That that could be the episode title. MLS should have promoted Quincy more, (laughs) and now they're just catching up.
0: Or they're trying to catch up. Oh, yeah, I don't know
1: that.
0: yeah I try. I don't. I, I hope they're catching up.
1: Come out with it next year. We're doing a vlog. We're following around one team, and we're vlogging all year.
0: Oh man, I'm t- Paul, Paul. If just if just one team, right? If one MLS team, like wakes up and understands. The value we can provide, the insight we can provide to an organization, the amount of fan engagement, the amount of, you know what I mean? The amount of just community we can build. It, uh, d- Dynasty. Greatest team of all time level. How about, how about this
1: question, if you can answer it fast. Who do, you, who do you think in the MLS has the best social media? Like which team? Um.
0: <laughs> Is there any that stand out? I would say I'd say San Jose Earthquakes did a great job. Uh <laughs> did a great job started started doing a really good job. Uh what year was that? Starting in two thousand and eighteen. So what was it? I was there two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. In two thousand eighteen I got traded to Montreal. Right? Yeah. And then 2019, like after I left, I saw them really step <laughs> up <in> media. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. enough, Max, I was like, yo, they really stepped it up. It was funny how much grief they were giving me while I was there uh, yeah. about social media. But I think, you know, when you're when you're OK, so when I reflect back on it, that's a good question. When I reflect back on it, I didn't realize I was ahead of the curve. I wasn't trying yeah. to be i just was like hey i think this is really important i think it's really valuable i think it's a great experience i think the fans love it I, I think it's something that we should be doing yeah and you know if you're the head of the marketing department or the head individual who does that and you don't like it or you you don't you don't want to hear a pro player telling you how to do your job i understand why there's pushback on that but that's why i talk about the the truth is true whether you believe it or not yeah. Right. And what I realized is, you know, what I realized is like when I'd leave, then they would do the stuff I was talking about. And for me, I was like, that's cool as long as it's getting done. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's helping players, it's getting them yeah. like that's what I want. But I would, I would love to be at a club or organization that saw and understood, well, not even, you don't even have to understand my value or what I'm doing as much as just like trust that I'm doing it with the right and best intentions for the, for the people, for the organization, you know? So, yeah. uh, no, that's a good, that's a good. Yeah. Question. Like even the
1: last thing I'll say is, uh, like I, like you just said, you didn't realize it. Like I didn't realize, well, cause it wasn't a title yet. Like I was doing influencer marketing before it was, a, it was a term. And I've been saying that in interviews a lot because that's, that's what everything is pretty much now. Uh,
0: Yeah okay that's what that was making me realize okay so I, I was building i was building like uh funnels like sales funnels yeah, building yeah. Sales funnels before that was a word right yeah, yeah. So i was just building out sales funnels and and things yeah. in my own time in my free time and then um then uh, click funnels got made and i was like yeah. oh cool this makes it easier um but it it wasn't perfect when it first started out so like it, it had so many bugs and issues and problems with it. It was faster for me to just continue making my own funnels, and then I just waited a year until it until it upgraded, and it was good enough to 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 jump into it. But to to that point, when you're when you're jumping into like uh, the YouTube, what what was the word that you used? Uh, YouTube University, yeah. right? Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're jumping into things because you're you enjoy them and they're fun, and or you're curious. And what I think I'm better understanding now, and it sounds like you are as well too, or you've, you've grasped it much faster than I did is like, if, if you're too far ahead of the curve, by the time someone comes and tells you what the name of something is, you're like, what? Like
1: (laughs) Like my new, my new, my newest favorite one is when people, uh, email me or tell me about like, yeah, you know, you can make t-shirts. I can make your athletes t-shirts on demand. I was, I'm like, that's what, that's where you're pitching. Cause I, I've been doing that for, for like a million years now and they, and they think it's a great idea. And I'm like, I mean, sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. But this is okay. but Paul, this is where I go like, bro, you, it is a great idea that's why the whole industry got built around it. Right. Oh yeah. But, but the problem is when <laughs> the problem is if you're too far ahead, we're yeah. the, we're the idiots in the scenario because we're not, yeah. Capitalizing, yeah, we're not capitalizing on the time. So this is good too, in terms of, that's we're why we're getting on. in on NFTs
1: early. We're early. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. So here's the thing, what I, what I'm in on, and this is what I realized as well too. So tying, everything that you're talking about. And uh, I'll tie it to the soccer as well, too, in terms of when I'm when I'm talking with with uh, kids, parents, coaches, timing is more important than being right. Right. Or knowing what to do or not what to do. Right. Like if you're so far ahead of if you're so far ahead of everything that you run out of money before the market gets there, it, it doesn't do you any good. Right. So. So. Being too late isn't good because then you're not maximizing anything and being too early isn't necessarily good. You're trying to find a sweet spot. So to your point on the NFT side, and the, the experiences I got realizing that uh you've got to or you've got to try to make sure you're speaking the language of the market's current understanding.
1: Yeah. I'll give you one more example. Okay. It's crazy because I just seen it recently. And I remember, like, maybe like four or five years ago, this company had digital um, autograph signings for players. Mm. And, it, and it, fit, it, it did, I think, all right at the beginning, but then it failed and, it, and they stopped. And then I just saw a new company do it. And now they're like crushing it, obviously, because of the pandemic. So, like, basically, your point is the timing thing. Because, like, they did have a good idea. But at the time, you were like, why would I get their digital autograph if I could meet them in person? But now it's like you can't really meet them in person.
0: Yes, and now people can make that jump as to why it makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Once, you, once you have that experience and you you you've got that and speaking speaking of gaining uh gaining experience and getting into the frequency, your video is finally cleared up, bro. <laughs> At the end. At the end. We got there in the end, bro. We did it. <laughs> Getting into timing on the NFT side is more so saying you might have all of the ideas, the strategies, the, the approach, the understanding, but you've also got to, you've got to fit it into, fit it into something that can be easily uh, understood, digested and consumed by the market. And if you can't do that, to your point, like you're saying, like you're not. You're not going to get very far. You might get going, but you're not going to get far. So that that company that you talked about for the digital signatures—have um, they reopened yet, or you've just seen a new? No, no, just a new company. I don't know if
1: the old company ever did anything. No, they're probably mad because I'd be mad.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right. So, what's going to be your first uh, NFT
1: drop, bro? I don't know. Yeah, think about it. Maybe all some right. little little Paul figurines.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, no, that'll be a. Uh, Benjamin said, "Could you show the eyes on the prize again?"
1: Is it is it clear now?
0: Oh, it was, and then it went
1: un, Then it went blurry. I feel like Drake should like buy it from me and use it as
0: album cover. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Joe Jackson said, his video just couldn't handle the gems, bro. Not on the right frequency. <laughs> <laughs> Riding that wave. Um, all right. Well, no, we, we ended up going over because uh, I like those last, the, those last gems um, uh, from it. Paul, I appreciate you j- dropping by, bro. Uh, this was a fun episode. Um, no, a good conversation. Good banter. Um
1: yeah, yeah sure. I'll come back with better internet.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you got to come back. You got to come back in the future with some better internet, bro. Uh, uh, upgrade that internet access. All right, <laughs> all right brother. Later. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, that is a wrap for um, for episode, what is it? Episode 107 of the hashtag AskASoccerProShow. Um, we, t- we covered a lot today, huh? Uh, with a uh, audio engineer, uh, Perfect Soccer audio engineer, Paul um, of PG Sports. Um, and yeah, like I'd let you guys know, the um, the collectors' items, NFTs have officially dropped over on my Rarible. Um, so you guys are... For those of you who are wanting to own a fractional piece of american American soccer history um go check that out um but yeah that's it for today. I appreciate everybody joining in um oh be on the lookout next Thursday. I've got to check the the schedule but i think we'll have a guest next thursday so hopefully we'll be dropping who the guest is on monday um make sure you check out all the replays of perfect soccer podcast and um, follow paul on his accounts i appreciate everybody joining in as always and you guys already know what it is i'm in your head see everybody next week later you <sharp inhale>